Welcome back to another episode of You Have My Interest, the show that helps you make smart moves with your money by giving you tips, tricks, and tools to help navigate your wealth journey. I'm your host, Evelyn Clark, Director and Finance Broker at Everland. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land from which we are recording and you are listening today. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Good morning or good evening, depending on when you're listening to everyone. Welcome back to the You Have My Interest podcast. And today we are doing a soul episode. However, this episode incorporates a lot of feedback from people that I've asked to help me bring together a really comprehensive list that I'm excited to go through. So what I really wanted to start the new year off with was a collection of money habits or habits in general, depending on who I asked and what responses they gave me, that do not serve you, that you are not bringing into 2024, that you're leaving behind in 2023 no longer serve you and potentially are a waste of money or time. So I've collected from about five or six different sources and different people. Some of these will be somewhat similar. Some are quite different and hopefully will help you to, whilst you're listening to this, come up with your own list of, even if it's just one habit that you're not going to bring into 2024 with you, that's going to help you on your wealth journey, on your savings journey, on your general money management journey, whatever it might be. Hopefully there is one thing that you can take away from this podcast today or one thing that you might trigger or think of whilst you're listening to some of these habits. So let's get into the list. And I've started off with some that I've come up with that aren't necessarily things that I do, but definitely things that I see that potential clients might do that do add to the cost of your living. So One, the very, very first one is not using buy now, pay later facilities, after pay, zip pay, et cetera. And to sort of build that out a little bit, I actually looked at some statistics on how much buy now, pay later actually costs Australians. So just some very, very simple statistics. 43% of Australians have used buy now, pay later facilities in the last six months. And out of those, we saw an all-time high in around about July 2022 when 50% of people were using buy now, pay later facilities. But the good news, I think, from from my perspective is that that is actually starting to drop. The most commonly used or generation that uses buy now, pay later facility is Gen Z with 64% of that generation using buy now, pay later in the last six months. And a scary statistic actually is that the number of Australians paying late fees on buy now, pay later facilities has increased significantly since January 2020 to January 2023. It's now up to 10% of people that have paid late fees on that service. So not only are you paying more potentially for your product because you're spending money, there is very strong statistics to show that when you spend credit for a product or service, as opposed to buying it with your cash, you actually buy more things that you don't necessarily need or that you wouldn't buy anyway. So not only are you spending more money, but also 10% of people that are doing that are paying late fees on that service. And the other interesting statistic that I thought was worth mentioning is that on average, the um, average buy now, pay later facility balance sits around about $1,200. There's also a significant number of statistics to show that majority of Australians do not have $500 in an emergency fund. So when you pair that with a buy now, pay later facility over $1,000 outstanding in debt, 
that actually can be quite tricky for some people if you get in a cycle of not having enough cash to pay that off at any one time. The next thing is not paying your credit card off before the due date or before the interest is due. Again, credit card facilities can have something around a 20% interest rate and therefore the amount that you pay for the services that you're paying on the credit card as well as the fees that you'll generally be charged or the premium that you're charged for buying something on credit will add to the overall cost of the product. The next one is one that I definitely want to bring into 2024 and that's not using Uber Eats when I could either go and pick up my takeaway or simply just make my own meal. Rather than using it as a convenience factor, there are certain circumstances where, where yes, you do want to get takeaway. However, in an instant where I have a very, very specific opportunity to go and pick that up as opposed to just using an Uber Eats service, that is my 2024 thing that I'm bringing forward. The next one is looking at your streaming services. So how many of us have purchased Netflix, Stan, Binge, whatever the other ones are, I think there's about six or seven streaming services. If you have multiple streaming services, that's going to add up over the months and over the year as well. So really doing a culling of that. And that definitely leads into the amount of subscription services that we pay for that we do not use. I personally really, really want to do a cull on my subscriptions. There are a lot of things that I use both personally and in my business that I can cut out of my subscription that will save a significant amount on a monthly basis. And I thought, why not look at some statistics around that as well? According to research by ING Bank in February 2023, so this is a year old in terms of the actual data, but I think it's still very relevant. The average Australian spends $105 monthly on payments for services that they do not use. This isn't just subscription services that people actually do use. This is subscriptions that they're basically wasting money on. So over the course of a year, that's $1,261 per person effectively. Another one that goes with the eating and food scenario that we spoke about earlier is in regards to dining out or not meal prepping. And this is one that I've started integrating towards the back end of 2023. I used to be really diligent with my meal prepping. Not only does it mean that you eat healthier and that you're getting the right nutrients and all that sort of thing throughout your day, but also it stops you from impulse dining out or buying something at a cafe that you could have easily pre-prepared beforehand. So definitely bringing forward and continuing on with my meal prepping plan is something that I'm bringing into 2024. Another really big one that I have definitely been a victim of is ignoring my emergency and savings funds. And what I mean by that is there have definitely been times, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I am not someone that has done that hasn't done this, where I've taken money from my savings account to pay for something that was not necessary and that wasn't actually used for what my savings account was built for in the first place. So really honoring that emergency fund and that savings fund and making sure that you're not overspending just because you've got money in the bank account that you can see there that doesn't actually need to be spent money on. I think a really big one, particularly for a lot of females I see, is looking at your online shopping and clothing that you might be spending a fair bit of money on, particularly brand loyalty and paying for those higher brand items when there are so many opportunities now to buy things that still have a price tag on them that have not been worn because they were either the wrong size on someone or they couldn't return it. And using those sites that allow you to effectively buy secondhand, I say in quotation marks, 
without it really being a secondhand item. So you're not paying 100% for a designer outfit. You can actually buy a lot of those outfits or you can rent them if it's something that you're only going to wear once. That is going to be, you know, a third, a quarter, an eighth of the price tag. And there's plenty of those options through Facebook. There's heaps of groups that allow you to actually sign up to the group um, specific to that brand and do like a, a buy, sell, swap situation. There's also more specific apps that you can download that allow you to either list or buy designer items that, as I said, may still have a price tag attached to them. So that was the main list that I came up with personally and some of the things that I'd seen just in general from people that I um, deal with on a client basis. When I asked some of our team members, friends, family, etc., these were some of the other things that they thought were really worth mentioning. Number one is ignoring things like basic budgeting and giving yourself some self-imposed spending limitations. So this is really just a matter of basic budgeting. If you don't have an idea of what you spend on a monthly basis, you will overspend. And we had a really good episode towards the end of 2023. I think it might have even been the last episode of 2023 where we spoke about money mindset and we talked about the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And what he mentioned in his book is by the mere exercise of writing down whatever it is that you're trying to calculate and track, you will automatically spend less eat less, whatever it is that you're trying to track. So if you're trying to track food, if you're trying to track spending, if you're trying to track whatever it might be, by writing that down every single time you spend money, pay for something on your credit card, have an item come out of your bank account, by writing those down, you will automatically be changing your mindset and be watching those. Um, And if you don't actually have any idea of what your spending is, that's probably a good place to start. And then you can kind of pull all that data and build a basic budget around that as well. The other element that this person also mentioned in regards to basic budgeting was also being able to reward yourself periodically for achieving savings targets or achieving set goals that you had put towards yourself. The other one they mentioned was setting up additional bank accounts with your employer paying a percentage of your wage directly into those accounts so you don't miss those funds from your main account. So this is a really good strategy as well as if you're looking to set up a savings account with another bank where you can direct those accounts there and it's almost like it's out of sight, out of mind and you don't feel the need to touch those. I do that personally in my business um, where I have a specific what we call a war chest account that sits there and doesn't get touched and a set amount goes into that every single month and that way you don't see it in your primary transaction account or maybe a smaller savings account that you have. And it actually allows you to be a lot more diligent with those savings funds. Another tip that they gave was debt consolidation of higher interest credit cards to lower interest rate loans that have a more manageable repayment with an end date to ensure that the closure of that credit card is secured as soon as possible. And therefore, if you don't have the ability to pay off that credit card balance on a monthly basis before the credit is actually due, before the interest is actually due on that account, you have the ability to at least pay that off as fast as possible on the lower interest rate amount possible. And then just to finish off with a couple of fun ones, which are ones that I asked someone who runs a business. This wasn't specifically associated to money habits, but definitely some good habits that I think are worth carrying into 2024 or leaving behind in 2023. And those are things like negative bias. This one I love (laughs) 
people and things that don't add value to your life. And specifically for this person being a business owner, is outsourcing more in business and being able to stay really focused on your higher value item tasks and your bigger picture thinking, which is something that is really, as a business owner, to all those business owners that are listening out there, that is where your uh, money-making and your strategic direction is best spent or that's where your time is best spent in those items as opposed to the lower-valued items that are potentially repetitive. So making sure that you're not bogging yourself down with those items. So I hope that episode has been somewhat helpful. It's a short one today because I really just wanted to shoot out some some quick, easy wins and things that you can bring into 2024 or that you can leave behind and commit to yourself leaving behind in 2023 that potentially do not serve you and definitely do not serve your money management or your wealth creation. If there's any that I've missed, please feel free to reach out and send them through or potentially even share this podcast and write Uh, and share what you will be leaving behind in 2023 and bringing forward into 2024. I hope everyone has a fantastic year. If you haven't already done so, don't forget to take some time for yourself to sit down and get really clear on what your goals are for this year ahead. And from there, you can chunk that down into quarters and months. That's definitely what we do and review them on both a personal and a business level so that you can stay really accountable to those goals and maybe an opportunity for you to then track how you're going in hitting those new money habits all those items that you're bringing into 2024 to get you towards those goals. So I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your day and we look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to talk to a property developer and I can't wait to bring you that episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of You Have My Interest. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. To find out more about how Everlend can help educate and empower you to achieve your goals with finance and property, just visit everlend.com.au forward slash podcast and book in a free discovery call.